Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my homicidal mother, Tim. Oh, darling, I'm just so interested in you being a whole complete person, and Mommy Dearest just needs to murder things for you. How do you feel about that? Um, I could, I could, okay, yeah, I could deal with that, Mom. Thanks. I, I think you have my best interest at heart, and and you know, you just, you just love me so much that, you know, what could, what could go wrong? What could possibly yeah. go wrong, Mom? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Could go wrong. Except Mama gets to wear a super cool exoskeleton suit. Oh yes, oh Which yes. Is, that's technically not wrong. It's only good. It's only good. I agree. What's up, Tim? How's it going? It's going. Things are things are going well. I'm mm. uh, nothing nothing new to report. I am uh, ready to talk about this episode. Ready to listen to you read me some emails and me give half hearted responses to <laughs> you, but whole hearted responses to the emails. Okay, okay. Um, I would argue you always give whole hearted responses to everything, but but uh, well, let, let's test that theory out. Um, well, I only have half a heart, Frank. I can oh, only give half of it. You that's know, sad. That's so really. Long. It's a long story. I left the rest of it in San Francisco. Oh, I know how that is. And so does Tony mm-hmm. Bennett. Anyway, yeah. um, why don't we... Yeah, I think that's a good suggestion. Why don't we read the emails from uh, people who sent them to us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. The first one comes from our friend Brent over at the DCTV Squadcast. Uh, an excellent podcast, by the way, if you're a fan of all of these uh, DC TV shows. Uh, Brent says, it's inevitable that Black Lightning crosses over with the rest of the DC CW. Do you think he's on Earth 1, Earth 38, or a different one entirely? Personally, I hope Earth 38. That's from Brent. Uh, that's an interesting question. You know, not not strictly Supergirl related, but, but obviously tangentially related. Um... What do you think? What do you think? Do you think he's on one of the one of the Earths that we've seen on a different Earth? And do you think he will cross over with the other shows? I know that they've said some, you know, the the Berlanti and friends have said some things about, oh, it's going to be separate for a while. But I mean, ultimately, we do think they're going to have, you know, be part of the crossover. No, um, I certainly at some point, I'm, I'm sure it'll cross over. I think it's a completely separate Earth, um, mostly I think for storytelling purposes, you can set a different tone in a different universe. They can do what they want and they can have um, different versions of this of characters we've seen on other Earths pop up. So if they wanted to use, say, Livewire on um, on Black Lightning, they could because it's a different it's a different Earth. Sure. That's that's my that's my take on it. Yeah, that's good. I'm down with that. That sounds um that makes sense to me. I I doubt it's Earth 38. I think if it was, they would have, you know, if it was an Earth that, if Earth 1 or Earth 38, I think they would have told us by now. You know, I totally. think we, we would have seen some hint. We'd see on the news, oh, Supergirl saved, you know, a plane or whatever. Like, we'd see that 
Um, so I think we would know by now. So I, I, I kind of doubt it. I like where Brent's head is at. I agree that we'll probably see them cross over at some point. But I'm going to say that, you know, Black Lightning is off on Earth 52 or something. And it's okay. and it's totally separate. And he doesn't know about the others. And he will be introduced if if and when he gets introduced. It'll be the same way Superworld was like, wait, there's other Earths and what dimensions and what? What's all this about? Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be like that. Yep, I I completely agree. Cool. All right, well, thanks, Brent. And and do check out uh, DCTV Squadcast and all of the um, Suicide Squadcast network shows because they're friends of ours and they put on some some great shows. So uh, to check them out. Um, next one comes from Kevin, uh, who says, number one, I miss Goofus Monel. This new gallant Monel is boring. Start the car. Start the car. Um, <laughs> that was a good moment. I'll admit, Kevin. Uh, no one seems to be okay with Livewire's death, but we see that the producers have guts. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, you know, we we you and I, Tim, had a conversation earlier this week about Livewire's death and you know the implications of it and was it necessary and all that kind of thing. Um, you had some thoughts about it that I think you wanted to to express. So people have been talking about whether her death is a, you know, a woman in the refrigerator moment, which is a moment in the, it's just a thing in comics, refrigerator, fridging, in which um, a Green Lantern's girlfriend was killed horribly and stuffed into a fridge, and it only aims to serve the benefit of the male characters, uh, you know, instead of... um, Instead of kind of giving everybody an equal opportunity. And so I don't think that while her death is tragic, I don't think that it's a fridging moment because male characters don't really benefit from her death. Um, And so it doesn't really it doesn't really fit the criteria Mm. uh, of that. Um, But I, I don't think that her death was. I don't think that her death was necessarily needed. I think that her conversion would have been enough. It would have given enough weight to the influence that Supergirl has on people, though she though though Kara wouldn't have been able to have that conversation about loss, which I think is important, you know, so the debt where the death of if it does go down to this path where like Sam will be saved, um then then the death of live wire serves as a juxtaposition to that, you know, like car couldn't get it right one time, but she can get it right the next time. Um, yeah, I agree. And then, and then on top of that, live wire is basically living electricity. So in a comic book world, uh, particularly a character like live wire that doesn't really exist by the general rules of physics, it doesn't really mean that she's dead. It means that we're not going to see her for sure. a little while, but there's always a way to bring characters back. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's spot on. I think that they're, you know, while it's heavily implied and even pretty much in our face that she's dead, um, I think there's a very real chance that she comes back. I think a very real chance she comes back. So I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But but I, I, I do think that there is a non-zero chance that we see this character again. And, and honestly, I hope so, because I, I've really come to like Leslie as a, as a character. Um. Um, Kevin went on for, for quite a bit here and had a lot of great observations. Um, I want to read one more here. Um, 
He says, so you killed off all the male prisoners on Fort Ross. All of Astra and Nan's Kryptonian soldiers are dead. Remember, at the end of season one, they were in stasis on Fort Ross during the Supergirl, Jean, Nan, Indigo showdown. Of course, it is possible they escaped earlier. I mentioned this since it came to mind while watching that you just killed off a lot of potential stories. That is interesting. Um, that it, that's a good point. I mean, if they're if they're in the pods, if they're in the stasis, then maybe they're unaffected by the maybe they're unaffected in some way by the blue star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's possible they escaped. It's possible they escaped the fort before it got to the blue star. The possibility, right? right. Um, or, or I mean, like there are. I think there are stories in there, but I. But the generally, these types of shows are not interested in revisiting old ground yeah um and so i think like we've seen the kryptonians from fort Ross. we've seen them as the bad guys we're not going to we're not going to see them again Mm -hmm. like that that's it that's we we've had our we've had our time with them if you want to see them again you go back to season one Mm -hmm. it might we might do things like visit fort Ross again you know like we like we saw last week but i it's not um I think there's always new stories to tell as opposed to going back and rehashing something that's already been done. And I'm sure that the writers and the producers feel the same way. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done something like that on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Uh, I, I'm with you on this one. I'm with you on this one. Um, yeah, I think I think it's likely. And, and even Kevin pointed this out that, like, you know, it could be that they were that they escaped earlier or whatever, but I, 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 I am with you, um, that this is, eh, you know, <laughs> there, there's lots of, uh, the show is probably not super interested in, in things of the past. Um, and even if they are, uh, there's lots of explanations as to how they could have gotten away or, or whatever else, but even if they didn't, it, it doesn't particularly matter anyway. Um, Thank you, Kevin, um, for 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 that note. Um, those are good good observations. Uh, and he goes on to say, as usual, Melissa was flawless. This was a good episode. Signed, Kev L. Um, so I like that. Nice. Kevin. I like yeah. that. Uh, I'm going to go on one more here uh, from uh, Maria Elena, who points out that at two different points in last week's episode, um, there were we saw a text message and then we saw an actual envelope with addresses. For National City, and they had two different zip codes. Uh, and she goes, I, I, I take no credit for this, as it appeared on my timeline from the eagle-eyed, thus spoke Bianca. But what's the deal? I can't even posit why they did this. One of the text messages says 44333 as the zip code from National City, and the the envelope says 91604 for the uh, zip code for National City. And she followed up to said uh, a Google search of the zip codes yields 91604 is Studio City, California, and 44333 is Akron, Ohio. Neither the text nor the envelope list a state, just says National City. Um, so interesting that they kind of caught themselves. They, 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 they didn't bother to, like, um, I don't know, make up a zip code or something. They just went with a real one, with two real ones. Well, I mean, they could have just punched in a bunch of different numbers. I I guess they could have. I feel like Studio City, California, though, I feel like that might be somebody on the production team who put in their real zip code. Mm, Right? That seems too coincidental. That's possible. 
And then four four three three three. That might be just like let's just mash some random numbers, and that's well, how you get Akron, Ohio. Correct me if I'm wrong, but cities have multiple zip codes, right? They do, but they're usually close together, right? So, like, yes, that's true. I used to live in zero two one one three and work in zero two one one six. Those are real zip codes in Boston. Um, but uh, you know, so they're usually close by by a couple digits. Um, these are completely different. So, like, obviously, that is they were either making them up or taking zip codes that they knew from you know. I used to live here, and now I live here, or whatever. I don't know, but it's interesting. It, it's a small thing, but a, a a a good catch, I think, from Maria Elena. That's a that's a great catch. Yeah, fun fun little fun little factoid of like production type stuff. Um, one last email comes from David. David says, I love the show and your commentary on Supergirl is fantastic. I have a theory on how Rain will be defeated. And this is a theory after my own heart. So thank you, David. In Smallville. Oh, here we go. In Smallville, they introduced Black Kryptonite. I think they will use that to defeat Rain and Sam will sacrifice herself. Sam slash Rain is playing out a lot like Davis Bloom slash Doomsday in season eight of Smallville. What are your thoughts, David? Um, well, you go first, you <laughs> Smallville aficionado. So I, I do have, I do have thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree that this is playing out. You know, I think I probably mentioned it when Rain first showed up on the scene that this reminded me of Smallville with Davis, um, and sort of the split identity thing um that they did that season um the black kryptonite to black kryptonite you know splitting a person in two would corroborate my theory last week where i said um you know what's going to happen is she going to split in two are we going to have a good sam and a bad rain and they're going to be you know separate identities and that kind of thing kind of like captain kirk going through the 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 um um, transporter in that one episode of classic Star Trek, you know, what, 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 how's it going to go? I, that's what I posited last week. This would make that possible. The black kryptonite idea. Um, but do, how much do they want to lean on Smallville for, you know, continuity and, and, and inspiration? I don't know they, you know, I, I feel like they probably will want to pave their own way forward. So to think that they will borrow from the Smallville well, that much is, you know, it's not impossible, but I, I would be slightly surprised if they borrowed well, that much. Well, to go off of that, just like, is Black Kryptonite separating two beings, like, is that original to Smallville? Or is that, does that have, you know, um, comics history? And so if you if you're taking a look at, if you're taking a look at this is what Black Kryptonite does and this is what it's done in previous stories, then it's not really borrowing from the Smallville well. It's, you know, it's doing what Black Kryptonite is supposed to do or yeah. it's supposed to, it's homaging to other stories. But I think maybe because you were introduced to it in Smallville, that's what your mind, you well, know, that's what your mind goes to. It, it comes from Smallville originally and then it later made its way into comics. Sure. So okay. it, it, it was invented by Smallville. Gotcha. And, and and then and then went into actually it was it wasn't a Supergirl story. Um uh if you remember uh there was a I don't think it was Sterling Gates. I think it was when Jeff Loeb was writing the book. Um but there was a like good Kara, bad Kara story. Sure. Um 
uh, when I have a second, maybe I'll I'll, I'll look it up um, uh, later on. But but um, there was a good car, a bad car, a story that was um, Black Kryptonite was involved, and and the two sides. It was it was like one side was Supergirl, and one side was Kara Zor El, and they fought each other, and they were split by by they were split into two people by Black Kryptonite. Um, I think it was Jeff Loeb. But uh, it, it, neither here nor there. Um, the point is, it, it, it is a Smallville creation. Um, and so, you know, that would be going back to that well, which they've, they've done a little bit on this show, but I don't know how much they want to go down that road. So it would depend on how much they want to borrow from, from that show. I'd be thrilled uh, to have a little homage to, to Smallville like that. But I mean, and there are, I mean... There are people who watch Smallville who watch Supergirl, but like like my even myself, but I would not remember that moment. Sure. So it would feel fresh to me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go, Oh, I've seen this before because oh, for last sure. time the last time I saw it was uh, ten was years it? ago or something. Ten years yeah. ago? Yeah, when was the when was that season of Smallville? Uh season eight was like two thousand eight, actually. So it was yeah, like ten right. years ago. So ten years ago, right. So like I don't I didn't. I wouldn't remember that. So sure. Um, and so, but I think the show. I think the show is more creative than that. Yeah. And so that's I, what I'm getting at, right? That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Like I, I think they're more creative than that, and they would probably come up with their own reason rather than leaning on something from the past. You never know. Maybe they'll kill her. You don't know. You never know. You just don't know. Unless yeah. we do know. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Cryptic cryptic i guess we'll just have to find out what we know and what we don't know indeed indeed well you know though it does does this end my wholeheartedly responding to emails frank or do we have uh, yes you did one? a very good job applause thank, applause thank good you job. Good thank job. you thank you i used Bef- it all up so i'm gonna have to half heart my way through oh. the rest of this oh boy all right well well we'll see how that goes uh, until until uh we get there i want to give you a quick break you can kind of recharge your reserves yeah it's um, fine whatever it doesn't really matter it's fine <laughs> it's okay uh, uh, and I want to say a quick word of thanks to everybody who wrote us an email. First of all, it's supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. And I also want to say a quick word of thanks to all of our friends at Thought Bubble Audio um, over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio who are supporting us each and every month uh, with their hard-earned dollars for as little as a dollar a month um, and uh providing us with uh, financial backing and support for the shows that we create that meaning this show Supergirl TV talk but also beer with geeks also Academy Rewind um, Tolkien TV talk uh, supporting all all the great shows uh, on on Thoughtable audio of course part of the network we've also got hate watch with us we've got many great shows that we're very very proud of but by supporting this show and all the other shows, um, you're making it possible for us to continue to do what we love to do. So thank you so much for supporting us for as little as a buck a month and getting early access to episodes of Beer with Geeks, early episodes of Academy Rewind uh, and so forth. You guys are the best. We love you and uh, we love what you do to, to help us keep making these shows. So. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio to become a patron. You know, at the at the at some of the higher levels, you can get things like um, uh, a phone call from from me and Tim where you can actually 
chat with us for a few minutes. Um, that's that's actually on the docket. And we actually, Tim, I, I've been meaning to tell you this. We actually had one of our friends support us at that level, so we owe them a phone call soon. So we got we got to talk about that. Oh my goodness, um, that's so exciting! Yeah, that just happened. I'm in sorry, the past, I'm, I'm busy uh, that day. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. But uh, but but true fact that actually happened in the in the past week or so. So we're gonna have to chat about when we can do that. But uh, in the meantime, thank you to everybody for supporting us. We love you, uh, and and we we appreciate everything you do for us. So. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash audio. Consider um, pledging to make this show even better. Thank you so much. Tim, you make the show even better by opening your little blue book and uh, reading notes that you've taken during episodes like this one, which is called For Good. I've heard it said that people, that people come into our lives. lives. For a reason. Okay, yeah. we won't we won't do that anymore. Who okay. can say if I've been changed for the better? Because I, I knew you, <laughs> I have been changed for good. good. Supergirl, oh. season three, episode 12, entitled For Good. Way to bury the lead on that one. <laughs> um, premiering on January the 29th, 2018, directed by Tanya McKiernan, written by, uh, or story by Robert Rovner, and written by Cindy Lickman and Alex Sternberg. Here we go. Are you ready, Frank? This is going to be I for your ready. own good. <laughs> oh, I see that you're there. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so Kara has had this world killer vision, right? Red skies, um, two out of the three are known, or at least we've seen the face of one. Um, there's another one in the background that's in shadow, maybe because they haven't been cast yet. Who's to say? Um, and so, but they're tall and skinny with long hair. So we'll see if that myth description matches up later on when we find out who it is. Spoiler, it's Lena. It's not. Um but that would be cool. What a twist that would be. Um, she's adopted. You don't know. Maybe she did come from Krypton. <laughs> so just 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 saying. Um, so the the DEO is you know checking for checking for people all over the place. You know other Kryptonians and all this different stuff. And wins like it's all good because I can stalk Superman by doing this. So I'm quite happy. I know. I love that little line where he was like. Uh- I'm excited because I know where Superman is right now. I'm it's, like, that's how I feel, too. I if know. If I were him, that's how I would feel. I'm like, ah, I know where Superman is right now. I've made it. I've arrived. I mean, this episode, more than like any other one, I think Wynn was pretty much the, the nerd audience yes. for this one. Like, yes. I know where Superman is. Oh, my God. The Lexo suit. You know, like, that's. Yeah. There's a lot of. There was a lot of winning in this. That's um, true. Yeah. So legion um uh, the the legion of superheroes um monel talks about how they they fight some hybrids um and all this stuff specifically designed with you know kryptonite and all this stuff and so they talk about maybe um the kryptonite and the pods arriving at the same time and so if they use that you know the kryptonite arriving from the explosion of krypton as their timeline they might be able to zero in on some of the world killers Right? Right. Right. Okay. Which was smart thinking on his part. 
Yeah, oh, super smart thinking. Monel's he's got a brain up there. He's not all charm and looks, Frank, you know. Not he's yeah. not like he's not like you. He's not all charm and no, looks. No, no, no. He's more than just a pretty face, which is where as I'm that's all I have going for me. That literally just a face from the neck down. Blah. No, no, I'm a floating head. That's it. That's what that blah, it's so weird, Frank. You're like in that little jar from Futurama. All right, it's fine when I say it. All right, don't get make me self-conscious. God. You see that you ever see that um that meme where it's like where it's like someone's like i'm fat and it's like oh no you're beautiful and i said i didn't say i was ugly i said i was fat (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great great. (laughs) um so anyway um there's a couple things that i want to i want to pinpoint in here one the legion fighting like these hybrid kryptonian like whatever possibly have they fought doomsday do you think the doomsday Ooh, that's an interesting thought. I didn't even consider that. Um, that is very possible. You know, anything is possible. They, they've 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 made it clear on this show that like they can introduce just about any villain they want or any any character really that they want, mm-hmm. and and they can make it. They can do it in a way that it'll fit. You know, it'll be like, oh, Superman did this back five years ago or whatever, and having the benefit of of a legacy character like Superman already in the fold, already in the show, already there, it makes it easy to be like, oh, I know this character because, you know, they fought X or they fought Y or, oh, they came over from Earth 1 or whatever. So, yeah, that's possible. They, if they wanted to do that, they absolutely could. Yep, I'm agreed. Um, also, Monel mentions that the Legion has battled Zod, okay? And... Win pipes in and says that wait nope, a minute, nope, wait nope, a minute, nope, that didn't happen. Minute. Nope, it's fine. Nope, but that, that didn't happen. No, it's wait okay. Minute, nope, minute, no, 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 it's fine. We can move on. It's fine. It's fine. We can move on. That didn't happen. Nothing happened. He didn't say anything. Anyway, so what was the next scene? He says, Win says that Superman killed K I L L E D K I double L E D M U R D E R. Um, that Superman killed Zod. Um, and then he says that, um, you know, but then he says, oh, wait, no, that's future. We've talked about that as Monel kind of gives him an eye. So there's kind of like this. Does Kara is Kara aware that Kryptonians can resurrect? Is that going to come into play later on? You know, like when it looks like they're dead, they're not really dead. You know, um, that's an interesting that's an interesting point that I would like to see explored in the future but mostly i think we should explore the fact that superman is a killer on earth 38 frank what do you think about that um i would um i um i uh, um so we've talked about um we've talked about man of steel over on beer with geeks um and and I had I had some ish Tim I had some ish man I, you know Tim 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 mm-hmm. I I had I had some issues mm-hmm. with uh, the choices they made in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I refer you to Beer with Geeks episode ninety one, mm. entitled "Superman Don't Look at My Soul." 
Um, <laughs> I gotta. I should re-listen to that. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember that. One. That's in context to it all. Yeah. Um. I, I refer you to that. I refer you to um. Uh. Our our other episode where we talked about Batman v Superman. Um, episode 99, Batman v Superman <laughs> spoiler special. Um, I've talked about my thoughts on Man of Steel over on Beer with Geeks, and I was not thrilled. I was not, I, I was not thrilled. You know that your um, voice is a whole octave higher than it normally is? I do! When I'm not, you know, I'm like Ross from Friends. From like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> ah! Yeah, when I'm not happy about something, that's what happens. Okay, um, well, so, Frank, you, you know that it's very well established that Superman has killed many people in the comic books. No, but, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, yeah, except that he has here. I have an article. I have an article here. All right, um, you're going to pull up an article where you're going to tell me that during the post-crisis era, he killed Zod, and yeah, you're going to tell me that, right? In Superman, volume two, number 22, yeah, written it. and illustrated Superman by John Byrne, the post-crisis Superman finds himself in a pocket dimension where Zod and his associates and blah, 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 blah. I've uh, read it, Tim. I know I've read it. I've yeah, read it. Yeah, yeah, he kills some people. Um, yeah, he kills Zod right there. He also um, he kills um, Mr. Mixapitlick. Did you know that? He technically kills he ki- technically kills Doomsday. He kills Cyborg well, Superman. You know, there's there's precedent for there's precedent for Superman killing people even by accident. You know, he kills Dr. Light. A couple well, of years ago, right. by oh, accident. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's listen, listen, listen. There, there, there are, there are shit. There are, there are. Uh, you can say, "Oh, he killed Doctor Light," but like, there's, there's shades to that. You know, there's like shades of gray. I mean, you sure, could, you could say that as far back as like 1952. Uh, there's an episode of Adventures of Superman with George Reeves. You know, the the really old school. Superman, where he leaves two like bank robbers on a mountain cliff, and he's like, "All right, now you get home by yourselves." And they fought that you literally watch them at the end of this thirty-minute children's show. You watch them fall to their deaths because they like can't get down from like the top of Mount Everest or whatever it is. Like, so you could argue that as far back as then, like he killed people. But like, I would, I would say, I would argue that. That 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 it was a number, number Superman number twenty two, uh, where he where he kills Zod like that. I've never been on board with, and that was like before my before my time, before my era, before I was really familiar. And I when I found out about it, I was not thrilled with that. And certainly when I was twenty thirteen watching Man of Steel in a theater at midnight, and I watched him snap Zod's neck, I was furious. Um, because Superman's whole thing is the whole no kill thing. That's like been part of the character. That's been a stated part of the character. No matter which creators decided that they were going to bend that or flat out snap it like Zod's neck. Um, got him. That's been a part, a stated part of his mission. If not from the beginning, for more than 80% of the character's uh, history. So that bothers me, and it always bothers me whenever they're like, ooh, we're going to be edgy and make Superman a killer. I'm like, well, then you just, you gave up. You quit. You 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 just, 
Like if if you can't play within the parameters that are given to you, and you decide like, oh, what if we take the one rule and throw it out the window? Then I'm like, well, then you you lack creativity. So that that bothers me. It okay. always bothers me. Okay, now that you're off your box, I got to talk to you about a few things. Um, okay, go ahead. Tell well, me tell me how I'm wrong and I'm idealistic and everything else. Um, no, that's not what I was gonna say at all. Uh, actually, the first bit that. I want to pinpoint is something you had said about four hours ago at the beginning of your ramble. <laughs> um, I deserve that. Um, one is that there are a lot of different versions out there. Um, and, you know, like, and you say, like, well, you know, this version of, or the, like, it's a, what lens you're looking at, you know, like the Superman 22, like, is he, re- is Zod really dead? Or even looking at it from Superman 2, you know, the movie in which Christopher Reeve Superman also kills Zod. Um, and so, like, it, there's a lot of, is he really dead? Is it Superman's fault? So if you look at, say, like, the Dr. Light thing from a couple of years ago, Superman was under mind control. It's technically not his fault. Right. So you don't know the context for this Earth-38 Superman in which he, quote-unquote, killed Zod. Um, and so it could have very well have been under some kind of control. You don't know what the co- you don't know the context, so it might not be. I'm in a train station, and these people are over here, and I feel like I have to snap your neck to save these innocent people's lives. You know, um, some would call it a noble action. Um, the next thing that I think um, is important is that this universe, this CW universe, has set Supergirl up as the true inspiration. Not Superman, right? And so, That's true. That's so true. you almost, in some ways, have to make him less of a hero in the way that she is. So she's all about no killing, finding the other way, um, you know, talking people down. And, and if she's the one that says like influences the Legion and does these great things, becomes Earth's re- Earth thirty eight's real champion, and that's not Superman then you have to give that Superman, in some ways, less desirable characteristics. And we've seen him a few times now, and he's been wonderful. He's been the exact Superman that a lot of people have always kind of wanted to see on the, in the modern era. Um, but I think that if, you, if you're trying to prop her up, you have to diminish him a bit. And I, I think... That maybe making him even in battle, you know, a killer, even if it's by accident, that does help a little bit. I don't want I don't want to dwell on this too, too much, but I I don't necessarily agree that you need to. Diminish. Superman to make Supergirl better, I think that, that he can be who he always has been and and for her to still be an inspiration to the people around her without having to like sort of put him down a peg, knock him down a peg to knock her up a peg. I, I don't think that those things are sort of mutually exclusive. I think they can both exist, but I was, I agree with you. I was just trying to make you feel better that you did the opposite of that, but thank you. I guess you're welcome. You know who needs to feel better? Sam. So she Sam. has an MRI. She has an MRI done by Alex in the, uh, in the um, Elcor um, labs. Alex is just all about being a doctor today. It was so, so fancy. You know, you I know? had forgotten that we knew that Alex ha- was an MD, had an MD and was trying to be a, uh, a doctor before joining 
um, the DEO, but I, I put it out there on Twitter and several of our followers reminded me that early on in season one, that was mentioned. So I, I, I stand corrected on that. Did you you had no memory of that at I, all? I had forgotten. I had forgotten, but people reminded me that she did her residency in Seattle and it was established early on. Um so, yeah. I remember that. Guess who's the bigger fan here? Mr. Old Half-Hearted. That's me. <laughs> Mr. Old Half-Hearted. <laughs> Sounds like a weird, like, neighbor down the street. Oh, that's just Mr. Old Half-Hearted. He's going to yell at you for everything. Just let him eat his cold beans in peace. It began with the forging of the great podcasts. One was given to the Flash TV Talk. The other to Supergirl TV Talk. And eventually, Legends, iZombie, and the Lords of Starkville. But there was one podcast, Forged in Secret. From the creators of Flash and Supergirl TV Talk, there's a new show in town, Tolkien TV Talk. The podcast where three hobbits get hyped and bring you all the news about the upcoming Lord of the Rings-inspired series from Amazon Studios. Listen in as Tim, Bo, and Andrew speculate, riff, and reminisce about all things Tolkien while we anticipate the forthcoming TV series. So whether you're heading out for a night at the Prancing Pony, at home by the fire at Bag End, or gearing up to walk to Mount Doom, give Tolkien TV Talk a listen and find it at all places where podcasts can be found. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tolkien TV Talk and learn more at TolkienTVTalk.com. Anyway, Lena and James are walking down the street and she's like, we're going to get the most expensive omelet in, in National City, but it'll totally be worth it. And James is like, okay, don't come to my meetings. Um, <laughs> uh, and Morgan Edge pops out and they have a bit of a confrontation and he... You know, she's like, you don't like powerful women. And he's like, actually, I love powerful women. You are not a powerful woman. And I was like, oh, then be fighting words. Um, So he drives off um, and it turns out his like his nothing in his car works. His brakes are cut. His steering wheels like doing its own thing. And he's like, I know I'll crawl out through the trunk. Um, My favorite part was when he ripped the seats off his out of the back when he probably just could have folded them down. Um, he's a rich guy he doesn't know that he thinks he needs to destroy things and then buy new ones that's probably true actually and it's like most car seats just fold down man like it's it's fine Um, and so his car um, reins out of control and goes off going off into the water explodes before it gets there for Um, some reason for some reason I'm going to say there's also a bomb in the car I guess whatever um so he goes to Catco to confront Lena because he thinks it's her. And I loved when he threw the keys and Carl was like, yoink, mine. I know. I think it's something dangerous. Turns out it's just keys. Um, and so Edge sees this as a hit, all right? And he thinks that Lena did it. He's like, oh, it's a little all too coincidental. We run to the same place and we linger at the valet. I and- mean, she did tell him to go to hell. Uh, yeah, and she did point a gun at his face a couple weeks ago. Let's not That forget. is also true. Also, she's a Luther, so you know there's a he. He's not completely out of left field. There's a lot where I'm like, I'd 
probably jump to the same conclusion. Like, you know, based on the information that he knows and the kind of person that he thinks that she is, you know, it's a, it's a logical conclusion to make. Um, but the friends are there to help Lena. That's you know, true. Because, that's true. Because that's going to be important. So it turns out that MRI from Sam shows nada. Nada. She's healthy of, as an Olympian. That is correct. Um, good for her. Good all that Kryptonian stuff. Hey, you know, that also, on that note, um, Kevin tweeted at us, uh, K.E. Thomas, and said uh, uh, about, uh, just now, uh, about my my question, you know, how did we know that Alex was a doctor? He goes, yes, they made reference to it in season one. However, one could consider that it's also an in-joke to Kyler's time on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's... I hadn't considered that. That was that's that could be that too. Could be both. Things. It's probably it's probably the Alex thing because she was a doctor, or right? She, right. But, but you know, but maybe, she was working her way there. Correct. But maybe it's a, it's a bit of both. But exactly. Maybe in season one they wrote that in because of her time on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, probably. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Um, the theme of this episode seems to be people are tired of lying and violence, right? So right. Dean is really tired of the cycle of violence, and Sam's really tired of the cycle of lying, and it's only through friendship can these things be solved. That's correct. Um, indeed. Um, Sam is really struggling. She feels that she is a burden upon her friends and Ruby and all of this stuff, and Alex is like, nah, I used to feel that way, but now I don't, so get over it. Um, <laughs> That's a good summary. Yes, I agree. Yeah, um, she said it better than that. Um, but, you know, basically, it's okay to open up. You know, it's okay to let people help you, which is an excellent message. Everyone should listen to that. Um, interesting thing here that Alex can take her blood, right? So she's not super strong, you know, hard skin all the time. It goes back to that, like, Jekyll Hyde, like, Hulk Rain is the Hulk kind of thing, right? You know, different different personality, memory blanks doesn't doesn't control it, you know. So it more weight to that kind of that kind of split. Um, Lena gets poisoned by the uh, coffee brought by Miss Tessmacher, um, and James is like, "I'll go after the guy, Kara. You help, you help Lena," and so um, James runs down the coffee cart and he does the whole chase thing and he's all like I'm the guardian do 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 guardian do 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 that's what I imagine James sings in his head every time oh, that's he... exactly what he sang as he was going out he was like do do guardian do 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 it kind of sounds like mission impossible but it can't be for copyright reasons so it's you know <laughs> yep just, exactly it that's exactly just right just yep. close enough just close enough um just close enough. Kara, meanwhile, flies Lena to the DEO, and there Alex gets to play doctor again. Um, and she's like, I smell almonds. Either her leg is broken or there's cyanide here. <laughs> and I, her legs seem fine, so I'm sure it's cyanide. <laughs> That's a great explanation of that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Um, and so both she, uh, Alex and Kara, you know, um, figure out a way to help Lena. Uh, meanwhile, Guardian goes to confront Morgan Edge over an edge. Get it? Um, Ao, Ao, and he's like, I'm going to be your worst enemy and stuff because Guardian, blah, 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 stuff, stuff, stuff. Um, and Edge is like, ah, Morgan Edge, blah, 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 stuff, stuff, stuff. Um, 
you know, it was a really important scene, I promise. Um, yeah, 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 obviously. That's why everyone said stuff, stuff, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's. I would love an episode of the show where they, they don't use specifics. They just literally, you know, the, the thing and the blah, stuff, blah, blah, you know, stuff, 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 blah, stuff. And see stuff. if you, like, still get the same impact at the end of it. Um, Jean, meanwhile... Uh, goes to comfort and give advice to Kara. First being, you know, you probably shouldn't have the head of a major news network wake up in a secret government agency. Just saying, you know, uh, just. I mean, yeah, probably. Just putting, it, just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. I guess. Um, so Jean, Jean comes in with these great words, you know, this idea of, you know, this great power of being the calm at the center of the storm. Supergirl is the reminder of being our best selves. It's the stuff we've certainly heard before many times over the course of the show. Um, but something that Kara always needs a bit of a reminding on. Sometimes sure. she can get kind of down on herself. So it's good that her friends eh, are there for her. Um, just I'll like the rest of the episode. You. Could you do that in your Ross voice? How do I? I need like a Ross warm up. Like what? what um, Superman my... is a kill. Superman is a killer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah! Uh, I didn't particularly care for the part where Superman took the Jews out of Egypt. <laughs> uh, that was Chandler in that scene, but yeah, that's okay. I know, but th- I think Chandler says that was his favorite part, and Ross says. The holiday armadillo wasn't, wasn't a fan of that yeah, part. Yeah, I know. I know. I uh, was just trying to put Superman and I, never mind. I know you were. I know what you were doing. I know what you were doing. Um so so Kara brings Lena back to the uh Catco and Lena's like, I had a crazy dream that you were flying and we were flying and it it wasn't <laughs> kind of it, no. it wasn't weird at what you're crazy. No. We called the paramedics and they came in and gave you an antidote that they magically knew to the poison that you had, and then we didn't bring you to the hospital at all because that would be silly. We didn't we obviously knew you were fine. So we just kept you here at Catco on this couch. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine here. How are you? Yep. Yep. Um, boring conversation anyway. Um, so Lena is like, well, I guess we just better kill Morgan Edge and James and Kara. Are like, how about we calm down? Just, uh, you <laughs> Let's know, just, think about this. We can do we can do other things. It's it's okay. We can do it. And Lena's like, you're right. We can do other things. Bam, doing stuff on my own. And she uh, she puts some clues together. And, um, you know, this whole dissolving bullet thing because the hitman that James was chasing gets killed. You know, you know, you hear the the shot but there's no and he goes down but there's no um there's no bullet so right she, so lena discovers this uh, dissolving bullet thing and lo and behold that breadcomb is planted by none other than her mother lillian luther um who has come to kill morgan edge because he hurt her baby um you know she lillian feels that she has to prove her love as a mother to lena so she has gone to she has gone to do this. She's um, gone to incredible lengths to help her daughter. And in some ways, she actually really did, as the episode kind of goes on to tell you. But she tells Lena that she is equally as smart as Lex, but she's savvier. The problem is that she doubts herself, um, which is 100% true. Um, we've seen her be smarter than her whole family multiple times, but she usually gets into this riff of doubting herself. 
and when she does that she she is not as powerful as she could be yeah that's accurate i agree i i think that it's it is a self-doubt thing but it's also a conscience thing right like she has a sense of morality that the rest of her family seems to lack and that's true i don't think lillian sees a difference between those two things right i think lillian just sees you know a sense of right and wrong as weakness um but but lena has has a conscience you know she when when she takes a moment to pause it's usually because she is weighing the pros and the cons and the right and the wrong of the situation and she usually chooses the right thing to do so i still think that at some point she may turn to the dark side and give in especially if her family keeps tempting her like this but for the time being she has continued to choose to do the right thing and she is she's on a good path here yeah i i definitely agree i definitely agree there i like um lillian's line like why would you want to be cat grant when you can be lena luther you know like why are you spending all your time being this media mogul when you could be saving the world in your own ways these goals that you had like where did well, they go and yeah so i think she's completely right i mean we've been kind of in some ways we've said that a lot and james has been saying don't come to my meetings like yeah you know go do other well, like go do other things that you are very capable of doing well right and it's also like don't try to be somebody else be the best version of yourself that's right the message of supergirl um Lena agrees to have help from mom because she's savvy and getting what she wants. Sam confesses to the group about her memory loss. Um, and everybody's like, why did you come to Asuna? We're your friends. You know, let's we can help you. Um, we will watch Ruby when you eventually die. Don't worry about it. Um, and she's like, thanks, guys. You guys, you're the best. Um, <laughs> and so um, I think... I still don't think that anything's going to happen to her, but I think the show is setting it up to let us think that something might happen to her. If that makes sense, yeah, faking us out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm still on the fence, but at the very least, they're telegraphing it pretty hard. I so here's an interesting thing, though. Like, I was thinking, it, let's say the show, let's say the show does separate sam and rain and do you know because they love working with odette and they want to keep her around and, and people have really been drawn to that character if rain goes away if they destroy that part of her is she is she in a necessary character anymore from a storytelling point of view what else do you do with that character her arc is really over um she goes back to regular life. So then she doesn't really have a place on the show anymore. Um, it's, it's almost be like the James syndrome. Like, you know, like we've got to find stuff for him to do. Yeah. Um, he doesn't serve a, the vital, or even in some ways, um, like kind of um, not necessarily like win, but, you know, cause he serves like a practical point, you know, to them on the show. But like the, um, but the emotional drive, she might not be there. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? You know I do. Say? I do. Um, I mean, that makes sense. But, 
you know, when when James was sort of had nothing to do, what did they do to him? They like gave him a purpose so they could do the same for her. That's true. Um, but I, I wonder that purpose might not be like put on a costume and go no. f- fight. It may not. It, it may not be the same kind of purpose, but I, I guess what I'm saying is they can they could find a role for her moving forward. Um that that wouldn't be out of the ordinary or wouldn't be, you know Yeah. That that would that, would, go, that could fit in the story. Go work at go work at the DEO. Yeah. You know. Lena, go back to El Corp. I mean she you works know, at El Sam. Corp now, right? Like I mean she could she could right, run that. Yeah, I mean like the char- right, exactly. But what from a from a storytelling purpose, what do you then have that character do? That's what I'm saying. Well, so, that's, like, that's yes, job, not she, ours. she, Sam, could go, like, work at El Corp. Great. But she doesn't have to be on the show anymore for her to continue to have an existence doing that. What story function does she serve? That's the part. And you're right. It's not our job to figure that out. But I'm saying they might say the same thing, yeah. which means that which means that her death might serve a better story function than keeping her alive, which is why a lot of characters die on shows because their death serves a greater function than, than keeping them around. Sure. I see that. Yep. So glad it's not my job. That's all I'm saying. No, me too. Um, me too. Yeah. Um, so, so Lena, um, is talking to Kara and she says she always confuses, her cunning with her emotional insecurity that, you know, like she has, you know, something both to be driven down, you know, the cunning because it's the dangerous Luther side and emotional insecurity because it's emotional insecurity. Um, But, you know, she's done kind of, she's, she's embracing that cunning side of her realizing that with the help of her friends, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to lead her down the path of the dark side. Mm -hmm. Um, What I really liked about this scene is the way that Lena delivered her. She has a a voice that she kind of does when she's like in cunning mode. And it's this really flat, dangerous sounding, um, like intonation, um, where she, everything is kind of deliberate and, and even and Hannibal Lecter sounding, but not going to kill you kind of thing. Um, um, I think it makes, her seem more powerful and more intimidating by expressing herself that way. Frank, what do you think? I agree, actually. Yeah, I think that that confidence and that that voice that she puts on when she gets in that mode is, yeah, it is slightly intimidating, but in a good way, right? Like in a in a powerful kind of way that makes that, that commands respect. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, so Kara and Lena get get all dressed and go to the gala. Um, and Lena's like, I'm not sure about this earpiece. And Carl's like, don't worry about it. I'm professionally crafty, um, which was great. Um, and then the security guard was all ready to stop her and she put the, uh, she put him in his place. Don't grab women, don't sweetheart. Don't grab women, sweetheart. Sinbad. Bam. Um, so Lena he, gets, he, he, he looked kind of like Sinbad. He did. Um, so Lena gets to Edge and she wants him to confess on tape and she's pretty upfront about the whole thing. She's like, I didn't do it. My mom's here and she's doing it because she's, you know, she loves me and stuff. So, (laughs) so either say that you try to kill me or I'm like, mama's going to kill you. So let's get to it. Um, and, uh, 
and Morgan Edge does can he does you know he does confess on the on that tape after that drone is all really set to kill him and all that stuff. And then Lillian shows up and she's like, "You should have just let me kill him." And Lena's like, "No." I figured out how to be the best version of myself, and you can't stop me. And Lillian's like, oh, watch me. And then she puts on the Lex armor, the Lexo suit. What a great, what a great, I, what a great moment this was. I was literally saying last week to Palmer, I was saying last week to Palmer, I was like, I wonder, I really want to see that, I want to see that suit. I want to see that armor. And I wonder if Lean is going to wear it. And I was close. You were close. I thought about you know I I I hadn't given it any thought in quite some time. We saw it last season in the background, right? But yep. I I hadn't thought about it since then. And when we saw it come out, I was like, <gasps> and then when was like, oh no, it's the Lexo suit. Which like, have we ever called heard it called the Lexo suit before? Yeah, I think that's the real name for it. I I don't I didn't remember that name. I remembered it being like like. Lex's armor or whatever, but like I didn't remember the name Lexo suit for whatever reason. I mean, maybe that's just a mental block on my part, but I, I, I hadn't remembered that. And so I was just like, ah, this is all happening. There's a lot happening right now, and I have a lot of feelings. And I, I do. I have a lot of feelings. You have a lot of feelings. Yeah, it's the Lexo suit because it's like an exoskeleton. No, I, so I get it. I get it. It's an Alex. He's so clever, his own self branding. Um, I was once she did like a move before the green boots even kind of like went on. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best episode of the season. Um, This is all this is all I've wanted. Supergirl versus this this stupid suit of armor. I loved the Iron Man kind of, you know, that's really become a thing. It was like that that close up of her face with. Yeah, yeah, it totally was the Iron Man thing. Yep. I liked that they gave her a mask, too. I always thought it was weird that the Lexo suit never had a helmet for Lex, like if he bumped right. into something. Um, I mean, also for purposes of, you know, CG fighting, you know, like it makes sense to to have a mask so you don't have to CG somebody's face, which is more complicated. Um, but then, you know, but uh, Wynn Win, uh, is on with Monel, and they've got, you know, they've got ideas about how to stop that fight because... Supergirl, bless her, you know, charges right at the giant green sword and we're like, woman, it's obviously kryptonite. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like you've like you've had enough like fights with kryptonite and know enough about Lex Luthor that and all the Luthers for that matter that don't charge at the glowy green thing. Just don't. Just don't do it. You're better than the Supergirl. You're better <laughs> than this. Um but that's okay because Monel is there to to assist with the help of Win, and Guardian is also there to stop to hit Morgan Edge once, and that <laughs> stops him from running away. That's true. Um, and so everybody kind of gets wrapped up. They defeat, you know, Monel and Supergirl defeat Lillian, and um, and Edge is stopped by Guardian, and then a nice kick in the face by Lena, um. And that that's all well and good. And so when when I mean, when Monel is standing next to um, Supergirl, Lena's looking at him like, hey, hey, now, am I connecting the dots here on something? Is maybe there something I am, happening maybe I'm here? Not. Yeah. I mean, she's so smart. She used up all that cunning earlier. It's like it got depleted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Accurate. 
Um, so Lena is not a killer because of her friends. So I guess Superman doesn't have a friend, any friends because he is a killer. Um, so Lena, <sighs> I saw <laughs> Lena, um, I says, you know, I saw Ma, she says to Kara, I saw Monel and, and she's like, yeah, it's complicated. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it later. Um, and that, to me, like, I just like, how do you not know Lena? How do you not know? You know, I was like, jogging my memory. I was trying to remember. Wait, wait. Okay, okay, hold on. Does Lena know him as Monel or as she Mike? Knows, she knows him as both. Does like, she? I yeah. couldn't remember under what circumstances she had met him and whether or not she knew him as dating Kara. I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah, she knows. She knows all of that. And like, how do you not know? If she knows that Mon L, not Mike, Mon L was dating Kara, then how do you not know that Kara is Supergirl? Right. That's what I'm th- I hope that Lena um, figures out that James is Guardian first. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. her best friend is Supergirl. It's glasses, and that's it. That's like, and all these, like, I, th- I, had, uh, I had a dream of us flying and all this stuff, but somehow she figures out that James is guardian first that would amuse me tremendously um and so lena kind of makes peace with lillian who is also arrested like morgan edge is arrested and he's like i'll get you and she's like probably shouldn't say that in front of the cops just <laughs> just saying they can you know whatever you can say will be That's whatever like, you say can it will be used against you in a court of law just saying it's kind of a threat threats are kind of bad yeah but lillian and lena kind of make this nice peace with one another it was a nice little tender moment um sam's test results show a big load of nothing she is super healthy um and so they will face whatever they face when the time comes to face it you know what i'm saying so i i'd like to say this i like that sam and alex from the last episode till now sam has been confiding in alex you know and and they before now they haven't necessarily been the closest of friends. I mean, not that they weren't uh, friends, but but it wasn't sure, but- shown to us that they were like best friends. But now we're being seen. It was shown that, and and then a step further, like okay, she confided the secret in Alex, and Alex helped her out, and now she's sharing it with everybody. So I'm glad it's not just Alex's secret to keep anymore, and that she shared it. You know, that, that all of that, that, that both of them shared it with Kara and with Lena, and that it's sort of like the group now we'll 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 deal with this um but i i do wonder at what point does kara piece together okay my friend sam is going through some weird stuff and then there's this person rain who kind of looks like sam uh, is 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 rain's mask made of lead H- have we addressed that has that been i mean i don't think the mask is um thick enough for that to matter but I mean, the, you're also talking about a world in which people are fooled by Kara's glasses. And right, but back Kara so, shouldn't be fooled by that. Is my point. Um, I but I think in a in a world where everybody can be fooled by that, I think like you have to like the logic stands that other people like that she can also be fooled by those same things. She's not like she's not the you know twelfth level intelligence. She's of yeah. regular intelligence. Um, so she's, a, she's smart, but she's not, you know, she's not a genius. Yeah. Um, so I, I, and I, 
you get blinded by you know they talk about friendship and helping or whatever but you can also be blinded by that um right you know right why right. would her why would she think that her worlds are going to collide like that that just happens to all fit together you know that's stuff how that's how tv works that's not how real life works and i suppose yeah they, they exist in a world that should be quote-unquote like real life so that's not how they're thinking all right that that uh, that's fair enough I'll, I'll let that go but it it still bothers me a little bit well you know what it's because it's because the show deemed it that way frank i can't i can't give you any more than that um um, Monel is committed to being the hero that Supergirl taught him to be. Isn't that isn't that Presh? I like that a lot. I yeah, me too. I feel like that's going to come back. Just, I think so too. Yeah, uh, that's that's the thing that's going to come back. Um, Winslow Shot, everyone's favorite human, um, <laughs> uh, has found some anomalies. Um, and he's found some he's found some Aldorians and a Kaluan and a Forian. A Kaluan is a brainiac, which is why I thought it was fun to mention it. I noticed um, that too. I liked it. Yep. Um so there's a bunch of different anomalies on the screen and you know, um you know, they should have been hurt or killed, but they're not, and doctors don't know what to do about it, and Wynn's like, We'll have to do a lot of work to get through these and Carr's like, It's that one. I know it because of the reasons that I can't share with you because I had a vision or whatever, but I'm not going to tell you that. Um, and everyone's like, okay, cool. We trust Kara. So let's go, let's go get that lady. And thus ends the episode. Yes, indeed. What are your overall feelings on this episode as a whole, as a unit, as a unit, it was fine. It was a good episode. It was not a great episode. Um, yeah, I think that it was it was very brisk, actually. So it like a lot happened and but it wasn't a dense episode um, like it. So like it, it didn't it was too busy moving on to each progressive part for it to really like for a lot of things to have like any kind of emotional weight um, that maybe the way that they should have like that scene with like like uh sam sharing you know that she's experiencing memory loss and like all this stuff like it's barely present in the episode because we're trying so hard to get back to the main thread um so but but that's what but i i enjoyed it all the same i think that the lexo suit really elevated my um enjoyment of the episode because it's a super comic thing agreed i love that I loved um, the reintroduction of Lillian Luther. I love that we got uh, Morgan Edge back at the center of an episode for the first time in far too long, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I loved you all loved those things. To the mention of Superman and everything about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I loved a lot of things about this episode. It felt, but it felt a bit like a season one episode in a lot of ways. Um, these past couple of episodes, actually, since the hiatus return, have felt a little season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brisk and uh, brisk and light on content. Right, right. Yeah, not bad. I I enjoy them. Actually, it's it's helpful for like taking notes and whatever sure. else because there's not tons to pull apart, which is helpful when it's it's late at night and we're doing this. Um, but um. But yeah, it's fine. It was it was a good episode. It was good. It's it's. I'm a little less impressed than I hoped to be, but it was still good. It was it was it was solid. You know, it was it was it was it was a solid episode. 
um, but not necessarily my favorite of the season. Sure, but I mean, each progressive episode certainly can't be my next new favorite. Right, that's, right, right. That's exactly. an impossible standard to hold uh, anything to. So, um, so as long as the show consistently remains good, then I've really got like there's nothing to complain about. You know, every episode is good. I've never watched an episode of this show, or very rarely have watched an episode of the show. Maybe one or two in season one, where I was just like meh. It's fine. Yeah, I agree know. with you. I agree with you. Yeah, they've all been good. They've all been good. It's yep. a it's a quality show, Frank. And um, you know what else is quality? All the places that people can find us before we talk about the trailer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because before we talk about the trailer and some spoilers, um, you can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com, which is a quality place. You can follow us on Twitter at TV Supergirl, where we live tweet every episode, uh, and we also uh, hang out on Periscope during the episodes and that's that's a quality thing you can do uh you can also check us out at supergirl tv talk at gmail.com where we read a bunch of emails earlier and we read a bunch of emails every week and we read every email that comes into us and that's the truth um we can't read everyone on the podcast but we, we do read them all offline and of course, you can also uh, check us out at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio where you can support this show and uh, Beer with Geeks and Academy Rewind and Tolkien TV Talk. That's where you can uh, support all those shows. Of course, over at, at uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com, you'll find all of these shows and you can subscribe to all the shows I mentioned, plus Hate Watch with us, which is a, a fantastic show that... I enjoy listening to every single week, and I love what Kirstie and Kelsey do over there. Um, lots of content for you from us at Thought Bubble Audio, and we appreciate all of you for listening and supporting us in all the various ways. And, of course, you can find all the shows at iTunes slash Apple Podcasts slash Google Play uh, Podcasts slash Overcast Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the places you can find podcasts, uh, you can find these shows. So we appreciate all of your support. Leave us reviews and ratings at those places because that's how we get found. That's how we get discovered. Um, it, whether either you're telling your friends or you're leaving us a rating or a review, those are the things you can do to help us out. Well, that's very good, Frank. Thank you so much for saying all of those things. Thank you for encouraging me to say them. You're welcome. Let's talk about the trailer, shall we? Uh, I would love to do that. That's great. There's not tons of trailer stuff here. Basically, they capture that world killer as you would expect they would. And it's a lot of, uh, you know, your world's going to end and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I like that it's a different power set than what Rain has. Um, it's, it's like a sonic scream of some kind, which I think is I like cool because it, we're... It, one, visually speaking, you know, in the grand finale in this fight that we're all going to build to, we're going to see a lot of different powers on, you know, on display. So I, that's exciting. But also it really differentiates the different uh, that differentiates the world killers from one another. Um, yep. You know, if one is, you know, one is power, one is this one is that, then then uh, their powers should reflect reflect that difference so yeah that's right and i particularly like the part at the very very end where she says i am purity which proved my theory right from last week so that was my favorite part oh well i'll be honest with you frank my 
uh, my recording of it cut off a little early, oh, okay. so I never heard anybody say yeah, that. It was the very last, so if, if your recording cut off, it makes sense, because it was like the very last thing in the trailer, and she goes, I am purity. And I was like, yes, I'm right. So that means that the last one left is pestilence. Yes, but yeah, yes, yes, indeed. My, my, uh, my, hunch, my hunch was correct, so I was happy about that. Um, but yeah, I like that the powers are different, the power set's different. Which means that they're going to, you know, sort of differentiate each of them and they're going to have a different thing and a different look and feel and all of that. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I look forward to next week's episode. It's the last episode before we go back on hiatus for nine weeks. That's crazy, Frank. It's crazy. It's crazy pants. Crazy, crazy, crazy amount of time. But uh, we will be waiting and wishing and hoping that Supergirl will come and, back, but uh, yeah, all those things. Do you think we'll end on a cliffhanger next week? Mm, probably. I'm guessing not. yes. Oh, I'm guessing yes. I'm guessing I'm gonna, yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, I maybe in the way that like tonight's episode was a cliffhanger, you know, in uh, some in some respects. But I'm not sure because I don't know if the episodes were. I don't know if these episodes were written or not written before the CW decided to split its time between Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um because of because of Black Lightning um uh, stepping in on the Tuesday slot. So That's that's fair, but I do, you know, they could always edit it in such a way that whatever was going to happen something that was going to happen during the episode could happen as a sort of a last scene, you know, tease. Um, I mean, I guess that depends. That depends on the story and yeah, yeah, if that yeah. footage even exists to make that seem like a logical leap. Right. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. I'm going to say not a huge cliffhanger. Okay. We'll see where that gets us. Okay. Um, I bet you one podcast. One podcast. I will take that bet. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for thanks for joining me and hanging out and talking about Supergirl with me tonight, bud. Oh well, it was my pleasure i guess my half-hearted nature is returning i'm just uh it's good it's good good to be around frank to be you know we're we're certainly alive (laughs) that's here we go (laughs) no frank it was of course always a pleasure so i say until next time up up and away